RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. Tuesday is the day we talk with Tim Wilms from the Unshackled.net in Melbourne to catch up with goings-on there, not too far away as the crow flies or the Qantas jet flies or the Jetstar jet or the New Zealand jet. Anyway, and maybe we could talk about Qantas as well because Alan Joyce has just walked out the door. Anyway, let's see how we go. Tim, welcome back. Thanks, Paul. Uh, good to, to be back uh, from the, the world's uh, second most livable city, I believe uh, we were at the, the, the last ranking. And uh, Dan Andrews proclaimed last year, after the end of the COVID lockdowns, that uh, Melbourne was back. And the last week showed that, well, the uh, the criminals are back out and about. We had another deadly car attack in the CBD, a gangland suburban assassination, and a teenager is in hospital after he uh, was robbed and briefly kidnapped by uh, youth gang members his own age. And we also have, uh, uh, speaking of uh, up in the air, uh, the the voice polling uh, continues to be in free fall for the Yes, yes campaign. Uh, John Farnham didn't do anything. Uh, no is on track for a massive victory. Okay, well, let's start with the the crime first. Now, I seem to um, recall that Melbourne used to have quite a few gangland murders back in the day. How far are we going back to that when that was a thing? We're going back 20 years. And, of course, it was turned into a miniseries, Underbelly. Uh, so uh, probably the, the most shocking of the, the gangland uh, slayings was of uh, Jason Moran at a suburban Auskick on a Saturday morning. Uh, so uh, recently it's been Sydney where there have been these uh, brazen gangland assassinations uh, between two uh, Middle Eastern uh, crime families. It's mainly over the the cocaine train in in Sydney, right. uh, because yeah. uh, Sydney uh, uh, Sydney ciders are some of the biggest cocaine users in the world. Well, that's handy to know. Okay, so uh, Ozkek, just just to um to understand what that is, is that some kind of kids sporting event or something? Yes, it's a it's a it's youth AFL for like six and seven year olds on a Saturday morning. So oh, that dear. happened twenty years ago. So that was very shocking, and it led to Victoria Police at the time uh, doing something quite shocking in hiring a gangland lawyer, Nicola Gobbo, to inform on her clients, known as the Lawyer X scandal, and their defense basically at the time is there was so much pressure on them to uh, uh, to solve these these gangland murders and the sort of the 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 end of it was when they arrested Carl Williams uh, one of the the underworld figures uh, he was murdered in jail in around 2009 there's only a, a couple of the the underbelly uh, figures still alive. Mick Gatto, who's uh, he's he's still a a free man. He was found not guilty of murdering another a gangland uh, figure. He does mediation in the construction industry. And uh, Tony Mockbell, known as Fat Tony, uh, he's <laughs> uh, still behind bars, but is trying to get some of his convictions thrown out because Nicola Gobbo was uh, his lawyer at the time. 
Okay, so what happened in the most recent case in Melbourne? Did you say a suburban sort of cafeteria? Was that the yeah, scene? Yeah, in Killor East, uh, which is in Melbourne's west. Uh, so the the victim was Gavin Preston. Uh, so he uh, he had uh, been in in prison recently, and the uh, the footage it was a it, it was a very well uh, planned assassination. Uh, so two masked men jumped out of a car and shot as successfully shot him dead. Everyone else in the cafe ran for for cover because it would be absolutely frightening. Uh, then they went in their getaway car. They torched that getaway car and then had another getaway car ready and uh, so all of the 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 gangland uh, journalists uh, they've been in the the herald sun and the age our, our two papers uh, john sylvester he's he's in the age have said that he had a lot of lot of enemies and so this is this is not surprising that somebody uh, uh, some person perpetrators arranged to 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 have him murdered and so there is a lot of uh, fear uh, that uh, this could lead to uh, lead to obviously reprisals and an explosion, re-emergence of the the gangland wars, which of course Melbourne was famous for twenty years ago. Pretty brazen going into a cafe and and shooting around like that with with people just sitting there and bystanders and crikey. Well, it's how that uh, these have rolled in in Sydney most most recently. I mean, there's some that have that have occurred uh, out on the street at at night. Uh, in there was one uh, just off the top of my head. It was was it, it was it was in a a place they knew the the thing about these the the reason why why they're out out in the open is because a lot of these gangland people are creatures of habit, so their enemies know that they're going to be at this place this time, and so that's why they choose these these public public places they never learn huh well that's why it seems that history repeats itself yeah i suppose that in the end criminals aren't that bright okay what what about the the tram stop that um that what was it a ram raid kind of thing or what what happened there well, you'd call it a car attack this is the the fourth one that has happened in the past uh, six and a half years in Melbourne CBD, all under uh, Dan Andrews' reign as premier, and so uh, the uh, the perpetrator uh, Zane Khan of uh, Melton West, a twenty six year old, he uh, crashed his mother's car while he was driving sixty seventy uh, kilometres in the in the cbd which is which is very very past uh so he uh, so obviously i've got to say alleged because he's been charged with right. murder there was a 76 year old driver who was was killed and three pedestrians taken to hospital uh so victoria police alleged uh, that he hit pedestrians at the tram intersection of swanson and burke street this was on friday night uh, just before uh, one of the footy finals started and then collided with two other vehicles at the intersection of Burke and Russell Streets. And these are very busy uh, tram intersections and shopping intersections at the CBD. They said, Victoria Police, it was not terror-related. Uh, he said, uh, the police commissioner, Shane Patton, that 
he was a clean skin with Victoria Police, uh, though Victoria Police had had uh, dealings with him in uh, uh, 2020 over over a mental a mental health issue. Yes, uh, so he was known to uh, police. Okay, and um, did he try and get away or? No, he just sat on the bonnet of his crashed car, and uh, so it was very easy for police to apprehend him. Okay, well, and what about the condition of the other, it's sad to hear about the driver, the other driver, 76-year-old, but what about the condition of the other three? Uh, There's one who's still in a a critical condition, uh, the others are, are are stable to the best uh, best of my knowledge, uh, but obviously uh, we have had, as I mentioned before, uh, the the first and most horrific Melbourne CBD car attack was in 2017. Uh, James Gargasoulis murdered six, including a baby in a pram uh, with uh, driving his car through Burke Street Mall, injured 27. Uh, he was out on bail. Uh, Victoria police were criticised at the time for basic because uh, they were in pursuit of his car, allowing him uh, to drive into the CBD. There was bail uh, reform uh, post that, and there were the bollards installed in the the the, the CBD. Uh, this was uh, this uh, the, this car attack uh, wasn't uh, deemed to be terror related, though there was an eyewitness who claimed that he shouted. Alu Akbar. Uh, really? okay. Subsequently, there were there were two uh, terror-related car attacks in the in the CBD. One at uh, at Flinders Street in December uh, 2017. Saeed Norn, a, a a Afghan, he came to Australia as an Afghan a refu- a refugee uh, when he was uh, a, a child. And so that was uh, deemed to be uh, terror terror related. Yeah, but as a child or a young child, right? Yeah, young child. So this was back in two thousand and four. He came to Australia, okay. and yeah. the attack occurred in twenty uh, December twenty seventeen. Then in November uh, twenty eighteen, just before three weeks before the Victorian state election, Hassan Khalif Shah Ali, who moved to Australia from Somalia in the the 1990s with his parents and siblings, uh, it drove into the uh, the the CBD Swanson Street with a, a car full of uh, gas canisters, which exploded, uh, stabbed a a a business owner to to death, and was shot dead by police. And uh, three weeks later, Dan Andrews won his 2018 Dan Slide election. Do you think that um, that uh, that landslide was anything to do with with the crime? Because sometimes that can work in a politician's favour, especially if they're coming out tough on crime, right? No, oh, well, Dan certainly is 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 not tough on crime. I mean, he okay. was tough on uh, fake crime uh, during his lockdowns. Uh, so, Victoria Police, obviously. You'll remember uh, ch- uh, choking uh, women, uh, pepper spraying yeah. grannies, arresting. Yeah, we've seen the footage. So, so that sort of crime uh, is uh, Dan and Victoria Police cracked down on, but not the actual violent crime which sees uh, Victorians murdered. And 
also Dan Dan's landslide in in 2018. It was despite we we had at the time an African youth gang crime epidemic, and the Victorian Liberal Party they actually concluded that they lost the election because they were seen as too tough on the gangs. Believe it or not. Okay. All right. So, is there any talk about whether uh, the gangland um, hit that they'll ever, you know, catch the person who did it, or the people who did it, the two that did it, or is that a bit of a long shot? Well, I'm sure that uh, that uh, obviously, as I said, I, they were were masked and had two yeah. getaway cars. Uh, so we'll see how far Victoria Police get. There's a a gangland uh, cone of silence. Uh, but the reason why I mentioned uh, the, the the youth gangs is because they're back in Melbourne. There is a 14-year-old uh, boy. In I was going to ask you about him. What happened to him? Region. Uh, so he was robbed and uh, abducted in Glen Huntley, which is an inner Melbourne uh, suburb. It went to Glen Era College. And so he is in a serious condition it's been described he has life altering uh, condition uh, uh, life altering injuries i should say uh, so victoria police have arrested a 14 year old uh, frankston south boy uh, with a number of offenses including armed uh, robbery endangering life and apparently he was already out on bail as well and now a 15 year old has been arrested as well a second as as second youth and this there has been a a spate of uh robberies of uh school uh, teenage school children in around about this area because there's a lot of affluent private schools in that area and so there there's some that have occurred there was one that occurred at chadston shopping center they were uh, they were robbed of their their shoes and okay. so it's okay. and they're obviously uh, Frankston South is a long way from uh, Glen Huntley, so they're deliberately going in to target uh, these supposed affluent uh, teenagers who go to these go go, go to these. Yeah. Glen Era College is a public school, but there's a lot of. You're not going to get much from poor kids, are you? Probably. Well. Likely, they could people. be having a weapon on them as well. The, yeah, that's right. Of course, yeah, yeah. And there have been uh, uh, youth gang uh, attacks in, particularly in Melbourne's west. Uh, rival youth gangs uh, stabbing each other. Oh dear! And uh, we have warm weather coming in the in Melbourne this week, uh, but that normally means that's when there's uh, gang violence, particularly around about uh, beach spots such as uh, St Kilda Beach that is is known where there's been brawls between youth gangs as well. Sounds like a bit of a mini crime wave. I, I wouldn't say mini. Uh, these have been Melbourne, uh, 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 Melbourne problems plaguing our city for years, uh, but uh, our Deputy Premier, Jacinta Allen, uh, was had a press conference today uh, to in the CBD to to reassure that uh, Melbourne is a is a is a safe city. I mean, I was there on Saturday in the the, the CBD. I w- it, and it was still heaving, and obviously 
didn't feel that a repeat was was going to happen. You're okay, you made it back. Yeah, yeah, but you. But obviously, around the the roads, uh, I made sure that I crossed at the the lights. Uh, Dan Andrews, uh, he, one of his uh, former Labor campaign directors, Cosimares, uh, who now uh, he's also done, he, he runs Redbridge polling. They also do polls on the Voice. He tweeted: "This violence occurs in every city. It has done so for decades and generations." That said, compared to other major global cities, we are doing just fine. Okay. I mean, you know, you got to get. There are always problems when there are lots of people, and you know, there's stress around. But okay. Oh, we're 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 having more people here, and uh, the the four car attacks in the 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 CBD uh, were all by well, the, the 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 two of them were born overseas, and yep. we're not sure if uh, Zain Khan, the most recent uh, perpetrator, was was well, the, the, the names kind of. Has a particular sound to it. Yeah, they 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 fr- they have their families wouldn't have been in Australia for many generations. Put it that way. Okay. Um, oh, sorry to hear about all that. All right, the saga of the Qatar landing slots continues, uh, and I think the transport minister's been kind of talking about that. What, what's what's the latest on that? So Catherine King, she's the infrastructure minister. She's been the member for Ballarat for 21 years. She basically had a nothing a career uh, for the first decade. So she, she, she wasn't obviously viewed as a very uh, effective politician if it took her over a decade to, to be promoted. And she's also holding up uh, federal funding for our Melbourne Airport Rail Link with a snap infrastructure review, but I digress. Uh, so she, uh, this last week, uh, she came up with a, another another reason why uh, she blocked uh, Qatar Airways, and this was because she received a letter from five Australian uh, women who were invasively. Uh, body searched in Doha in in 2020 after a newborn baby was found uh, dumped in a a female restroom, and so they were invasively searched to determine if the baby was theirs, which was pretty disgusting. And so Catherine King has said that this is the, the, the this was she said it wasn't the decisive factor, but uh, was one of the factors. Why and, would you mention that? Because, um, okay, that's that's not nice. But was that the airline doing that, or was that the law enforcement or customs or whoever authority? Well, it can be argued you can't really separate Qatar Airways from the Qatari government since it is the since it is owned by the Qatar yeah, well, government is owned by Australian government too but I know I, I know the point you're making yeah though the argument has been put forward well if you're concerned about uh, human rights uh, shouldn't you just ban Qatar Airways uh, completely from flying into Australia yeah why only a little bit or, or... Well, I yes, think they're and, denying them what over twenty slots, though, isn't it? It's, it's twenty-eight extra flights into Sydney, and Catherine King has said, "Oh, they could fly bigger jets or fly into Adelaide or Hobart." Even though I'm not, I'm not sure there, there's many uh, flights from Doha that'll go into Adelaide and Hobart. Yeah, well, they're a huge competitor. Not minimising what happened to those women, by the way, but but uh, Qatar a huge competitor to Qantas, massive well, competitor. 
Qantas is, they have an agreement with, I believe it's Emirates. Well, Virgin, it's uh, Qantas's main c- competitor, has an ASA affiliate agreement with Qatar Airways. A- Anthony Albanese has uh, denied that he's had uh, any uh, conversations with now ex-Qantas uh, CEO, Alan Joyce, who uh, checked out early uh, from Qantas last week. Yeah, is anybody saying... Um, why he went, because I think he had a month or two to run, didn't he, uh, before, or maybe even till the end of the year before he was due to step down. And I think Vanessa, who's his replacement? Vanessa um, Hudson. Vanessa Hudson, who was the, I think, chief financial officer. Yes. Has, but she's taken over as of like yesterday or the day before, this week anyway. Why did he go early? Is there a reason for that? Have they reported any reasons for this? Oh, well, he said that he just wanted uh, wanted renewal to be faster. That uh, okay. that was uh, his uh, stated reason. Uh, we'll still get, uh, most probable, the $24 million golden handshake uh, for, his, for, for his 15 years as a CEO of uh, Qantas. And don't forget, uh, he uh, put the, the yes, uh, voice yes logo on... Yep. Qantas uh, Jets. And that would have pleased the Prime Minister. Yes, uh, though it has spectacularly backfired on him, aligning himself uh, with, with with Qantas. And uh, uh, so uh, Anthony Albanese's political judgment has not been so, so great lately. Uh, there has, uh, uh, I mentioned uh, Kos Samaras, uh, who is the the uh, founder and director of, of Redbridge. He has a his deputy, uh, Tony Barry, who was is a former Victorian uh, deputy Labor uh, director. Uh, he is, uh, his uh, this is his quote about Albanese uh, attaching himself to to Qantas. Uh, attaching your campaign to a toxic brand like Qantas and one of the most disliked CEOs in your country might work if you are pitching your message to members of the chairman's lounge, but in suburban and regional Australia, it goes down like a cup of sick. Okay. Well, that uh, doesn't leave much to the imagination. You can see where where that's coming from. Okay, so um, the voice referendum, you mentioned when we started talking that you know, you're the voice, John Farnham, and all of that sort of uh, imagery that's been used has not helped the yes side of the vote. So where is it at right now? Has it crashed even more since we last talked? Yes, I mentioned News Poll last week, which was the first to have the no vote at over 50%. We had, uh, during this past week, we had an essential Guardian poll. Uh, So the Guardian left-wing newspaper essential media is a left-wing pollster uh, so they had at uh, they had yes at 42 percent uh no at 49 percent and then later in the week we had a resolve poll who i've i've, I've mentioned uh so or, uh, sorry redbridge i should say Redbridge, they had yes at 39%, no at 61%. And then we okay, had yeah. a resolve poll today, uh, which had no ahead in every state, including Victoria, only ahead in Tasmania. 
and we also had a freshwater poll in uh, in the news court papers which also had no comfortably ahead so there's a lot of a uh, denial amongst uh, the 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 yes Yes, advocates on uh, Twitter and X, they claim that the polls must be fake uh, because yeah, they, they must only still poll uh, boomers who have a have a landline, which is which is just not true. That's and, always the explanation for a poll that's not going someone's way. Yes, it's a, it's 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 a fake poll, and we uh, we 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 believe in our own uh, they 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 pump themselves full of it's called hopium i'm not sure yeah no we we know that word i mean i'm a boomer i'm a young boomer but i'm a i don't have a landline who has a landline although i have noticed that uh, a lot of the the on the ground uh, the yes volunteers in in the cities uh tend to be uh white boomers so well, yeah so that that one doesn't work okay so what um we've got uh just over a month to go the same day as october yeah, as as year mid october 14th or whatever so there's it, it looks hopeless now you say that the yes um vote is living in in sort of denial how are they expressing that denial apart from the polls is the media reporting it like it's still a goer or are people starting to accept now that it, it, no is going to be the the result? Well, obviously there are hard heads in the media who, well, they, 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 we've only had one polling error in modern Australian political history, and that was uh, the 2019 federal election yeah. when Scott Morrison won the miracle election. But the polls were only off by three percentage points. They would have to be really off uh for yes uh to win uh interesting today uh clive palmer he is launching legal action in the high court to try and get crosses uh accepted as no votes i mentioned that to you all uh, right yeah got to write, yep. i should mention if there are any australians listening you've got to write uh yes or no in the the question box obviously i'm going to be voting no uh, but uh, according to the Electoral Commission, a tick is accepted for yes, but a cross not for no. So Clive Palmer, uh, founder of the United, the modern incarnation of the United Australia Party and mining magnates, uh, is launching high court action. Wasn't he going to build a replica of the Titanic? Uh, yes, it is. Whatever happened to that? Uh <laughs> I think about it went as well as uh, the original. The original. Yeah, yeah. Original. Well, at least the original actually sailed somewhere. Although Clive, his, yeah, a, a, a United Australia Party uh, Mark III uh, has been, uh, has been an, uh, a welcome political force. Ralph Babette, who got elected at the uh, 2022 federal election for Senator for uh, Victoria, because Clive Palmer was against the uh, the border closures and the vaccine. Yeah, no, mandates. I remember all that. Yeah, I, yeah I, so, I, I, I was quite a fan of him. Uh, I think yeah, and cool. uh, he didn't get vaccinated, and even though he's an old fat guy, he uh, took uh, uh, took a cocktail of ivermectin and some other antivirals, and uh, he is absolutely fine. He made it through. Yeah, yes. yeah, right. Despite comorbidity issues, let's say. Exactly. Okay. Now, speaking um, of flying around, what's the defence minister been doing, racking up 
huge um, bills. Well, I suppose it's the government pays the government in the end, flying around on VIP aircraft. What's all that about? Yeah, so three point six million uh, he has spent on uh, on a VIP uh, RAAF Royal Australian Air Force chartered flights, and now he has got uh, two days uh, to disclose the nature of these flights so he is trying to to keep keep it secret uh for because he's the richard miles is the defense minister citing national security ground could make him a target and he's he's actually claiming that he is flying commercial uh from canberra to avalon airport which is near his uh, geelong electorate of Korea. even though there are no uh commercial flights uh from uh, Canberra to Avalon, and so, so is he. Is he telling Porky's fibs then? If there are no, if there are no commercial yeah, well, flights. Is he getting private flights? The case. I mean, why can't he just uh, catch a commercial flight from Canberra uh, to Melbourne Tullamarine um, and catch a com car because it's not too far from Tullamarine uh, oh, to yeah. uh, to Geelong, and. Uh, the Liberal Speaker of the House, uh, Bronwyn Bishop, in 2015, she was forced to resign after she she took a, a chopper uh, from Melbourne to a Liberal fundraiser in Geelong. Uh, so it's seeming like there is a double standard here uh, that uh, that that uh, there is not uh, uh, not uh, not uh, the same uh, level of scrutiny or hounding, I, I should say. Uh, and uh, Richard Miles, he actually is getting a a strange federal police uh, beef beef up in his uh, security detail because Samantha Maiden, the journalist who has been uh, trying to get answers from him, uh, knows that he runs in the morning around Canberra and decided to approach him directly. And so that's now being treated as a security breach because his morning run is now no- Samantha Maiden knows. Oh dear. Approach him, so he needs more more security. Um, I'm just, you know, trying to do a bit of uh, back of the envelope here. Three point, did we say three point six million? Yes, is the bill. Well, that's hours and hours and hours and hours of a seriously expensive hourly in terms of charges to operate aircraft dedicated to him. Oh well, he like Airbus Elbow, as our prime minister is known, <laughs> has gone to various uh, summits and talks over the years. Airbus Elbow, he stopped via uh, Manila in the Philippines uh, for uh, bi- uh, bilateral talks uh, with the, uh, the the new Marcos uh, president, and he's now at the, the G20. The, the son of India. Marcos, is it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Marcos political dynasty is back in power in the Philippines. Okay. And Duterte, he was the guy who was... Um... Um, shooting drug uh, dealers and things like that. He's gone, right? Yes. He was seen to be more friendly to China, uh, while Marcos is wanting to uh, defend uh, uh, Filipino uh, sea uh, uh, maritime uh, space uh, from uh, from China. So when's the defence minister going to um, to make his expenses, those flying expenses, expenses public next few days, did you say? September 13th. So that's apparently the deadline. We'll see if he can fudge an excuse. He's probably He'll have to justify it somehow, won't he? Yes. And he's trying to use national security. Yeah. Okay. All right. Is there anything else that we need to know? Bearing in mind, we'll catch up again next week. 
Oh, well, it might interest uh, your uh, your audience. There's a, a another Let Women Speak event in, in Canberra. Well, yeah, Posey Parker coming back. It's behind uh, Parliament House. Well, it's being post- hosted by uh, support, uh, uh, supporters of uh, Posey Parker who attended uh, various events. Uh, uh, Alex Antic, who's a Liberal senator, uh, is hosting eight women who uh, went to... Uh, Posey Parker's Let Women Speak event, and one of the Greens senators, uh, Barbara Pocock, organised a snap protest outside Parliament House because why? I don't. I I don't know. I mean, you're only drawing attention to uh, to uh, the, these women inside Parliament House. But isn't she a woman? Oh well, yes, protesting against women. Yes, according to the 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 Greens Party, you if you say you're a woman, you're a woman. Or to use the the words of their former uh, uh, senator uh, Lydia Thorpe, uh, if somebody says they're a woman, then they're an effing woman. Okay, uh, so Posey's not actually because I know there's talk of her coming to New Zealand. She's not actually dropping into Australia. Is that a case? Not not to my knowledge. Okay. All right then, Tim, good to catch up again. Thank you. Tim Wilms from the unshackled.net in Melbourne. We'll talk again next Tuesday, Tim. Thank you, Paul. RCR with Paul Brennan. Reality Check Radio.